0: Thank Greetings, people love by God. Welcome every, everybody to worship on this, the festival of the nativity of our Lord. And I wish you a most happy and most blessed Christmas Day. For those who are listening or watching online, the bulletin for the service can be found on, uh, on our website, chapelofthecross.org. And you can just click on the resources tab, you'll find the bulletin there. If you'd like to give your offering to the Lord and his church, you can do that under the give tab that you find on the homepage of the website as well. Today, our radio broadcast on KFUO has been sponsored by the Steinbrook family in loving memory of Joanne Steinbrook. Just a a few announcements before we begin worship today. Chapel member Anna Scott died in the Lord this past Monday. Anna's funeral will take place here at Chapel of the Cross on Thursday, December 29th at 11 a.m., with visitation with the family prior to the funeral starting at 9 a.m. until the time of the funeral. So that's Thursday, December 29th, 9 a.m. for the visitation 11 a.m. for the funeral. Uh, please join us on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day for worship. That's next weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Since that is a weekend, we will worship our regular weekend worship schedule. So uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st, we'll worship at 5 p.m. that Saturday night. And then Sunday, the first New Year's Day, we'll worship at 8.30 and 11 a.m. So join us, join us as we thank the Lord for the blessings of the year coming to a close and ask his, his continued blessing and his leading and his guiding into the new year. And then put your, on your calendar one other special worship service, the Festival of the Epiphany of Our Lord. We will worship on Epiphany Day, Epiphany evening, actually, Friday, January 6th at 6.30 p.m. So please join us for worship on Epiphany. May God bless our worship this Christmas Day. We stand and we share the peace of our Lord with one another, sharing a Merry Christmas with one another, after which we will sing our opening hymn, Once in Royal David City. The son and of the Holy Spirit amen, amen. in the beginning was the word, the word and the word was with God and the word was God in him was life and the life was a light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. On this most holy feast of Christmas, the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us approach his manger throne in humility, confessing our need for this savior, that we may receive him and the forgiveness that he came to deliver for the life of the world. Most merciful God, before the glory of the gift of your only begotten Son, we bow in confession of our unworthiness to receive such a gift. But it is the gift that we need, for we are by nature sinful and unclean and justly deserve nothing but your punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, The prince of peace have mercy on us forgive us renew us and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name amen in this divine sacred infant is the hope of the world for he was born to die for you for the sake of his death almighty god forgives you all your sins therefore as a called and ordained servant of the word made flesh crucified and risen again, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks Thanks be to God. With you. And also with you. Let us pray. Gracious God, we celebrate this day of our Lord's birth as a fulfillment of your promise of redemption from sin. We welcome you, Jesus, as a Savior of the world and the Lord of our hearts, who now lives and rules with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Readings from Hebrews, the first chapter. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn. you a most happy and blessed Christmas Day. Portion of that gospel reading from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, did you notice what was missing there in that reading? No angels, no shepherds, no sheep, no manger, no hay, no star, no Bethlehem, no stable, no Mary, no Joseph, Not even the baby Jesus. For someone who has written such a beautiful gospel, and the gospel of John is a beautiful gospel, you have to wonder why St. John could not have written a decent Christmas story. Well, John was probably the last of the gospels that were written. And perhaps he expects that his audience is already familiar with that scene in Bethlehem. He expects that we've all heard about the visits of the angel Gabriel, about Mary's engagement to Joseph, that census ordered by Caesar Augustus when Quirinius was governor of Syria, the search for the inn, the stable, the humble birth, those swaddling clothes, the praising and the singing, the glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men On whom his favor rests. And and John knows that what happened is is so marvelous, so important, he kind of takes a different perspective in his gospel. John's view of Christmas is is bigger, it's grander, it's cosmic. I mean, what happened is so great, John has to kind of widen the lens, so to speak, to capture it all and so so the camera kind of zooms out and it pans over all eternity in the beginning was the word all things were made through him the light shines in the darkness but that sounds more like a creation story than a christmas story doesn't it in fact john uses the same words to start his gospel as moses used to start the book of genesis in the beginning. And so, with that nativity scene in the background, already in our minds, already in our hearts, John tells that Christmas story in a little bit of a different way. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. What God has always wanted, what he has always wanted from the very beginning, was to be a God who is near and not far away. He wanted to be a God who dwells with his people. That's what God always wanted. Even when everything fell to pieces because of sin in the Garden of Eden. He set out from that very moment to come and dwell among his people again. That's what God is doing in Bethlehem. It's a creation story. It's a return to the beginning, it's a return to peace with God, a return to the Garden of Eden. And it's truly a miracle a miracle that exalts our lowly human flesh to become the dwelling place of the almighty god it's a miracle that undoes and undoes every barrier between heaven and earth and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us the word became flesh the word God, the Son, and the Son of God, He became flesh. God became hungry and thirsty and tired. God felt disappointment and sorrow and hurt and loneliness and rejection. The Word became flesh. His throne room in heaven was left in favor of a lowly sheep pen. Worshiping angels, crying out, holy, holy, holy in heaven, that was replaced by bewildered shepherds. Lying there in that manger, Jesus does not look like God, anything but. I mean, he's a baby, after all. He's just a helpless infant. And one of my favorite Christmas carols sweetly proclaims, the cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. Oh, for as much as I love that song, I don't think that's true. Crying is how babies communicate. I'll bet that that little stable was full of the strong cries of the baby Jesus because the Word became flesh. God entered the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager in the presence of a carpenter God in the flesh has eyebrows and elbows thumbs and toes two kidneys and a heart just like you just like me but for such a miracle for such a a big grand cosmic event as God entering to the, entering the world as a baby there were no silk baby clothes no ivory crib, no hype from the king's court, no hoopla from the people of Judea, not for this babe in Bethlehem, for the word became flesh. But not only did our God become flesh in Jesus Christ, but our God also lives with us. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That word for dwell, that literally means to pitch a tent, it's an Old Testament idea. God commanded Moses to build a tabernacle, that was a tent, so that he could dwell with Israel. God commanded Solomon to build a temple so that he could dwell with Israel. The Message Bible, it's a paraphrase of scripture, but I like the idea that is used to get this meaning across for John chapter one. It doesn't use that word dwell. But rather it says, moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. By Moses' tabernacle and in Solomon's temple, God moved into Israel's neighborhood. And now God has become flesh and blood and he's moved into our neighborhood. The human neighborhood. You know, when you, you need to move and you're searching for a new home, not only do you check out the house, you know, how many bedrooms there are, how many bathrooms it's got. If it's been taken care of, it needs a little work. But you also check into the neighborhood, don't you? You do some research. Is it quiet? What are the home values? How Are the local schools? Is it in a flood zone? Is there crime in the, na- in the neighborhood? I mean, it could be the perfect house, but if the neighborhood is bad, you might not want to buy that house. You might wonder if Jesus did his research before he moved into the neighborhood, the human neighborhood. Because what kind of neighborhood did he move into? Well, you know. You live here. It's a neighborhood where we hurt each other deeply, with words, with actions, with inactions. It's a neighborhood filled with cold shoulders, and callous hearts. It's a neighborhood where we ignore each other's needs because, oh, we're so busy, got so many other important things to do. It's a neighborhood filled with mixed up and messed up people. But God indeed did his research before he moved into the neighborhood. In fact, that is the very reason he has come. That is the very reason that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is the very reason that he has come and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus said in in Luke chapter 19, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to seek and to save those who hurt others and those who are hurt. Those who have suffered from cold shoulders and, and callous hearts. Those who are mixed up and messed up by sin. He has come. He has moved into the neighborhood to seek and to save the lost. To seek and to save you and me. You know, we dare to confess in that creed that we're going to do in a few minutes. We say, I believe in Jesus Christ, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. Jesus came down into our messed up neighborhoods to teach and to heal and to love. Jesus came down to forgive and to bleed and to suffer and to die. Jesus came down to rise and to open heaven, to restore our relationship with the Father. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Word, Jesus, became flesh in Bethlehem to dwell among us. Number of years ago, A number of years ago, I was there in that place, in Bethlehem, at the Church of the Nativity, just feet from the historic place where the Word became flesh. I was there with a group from church here but as I stood there, I thought, boy, it should be nice if Mary would be here. She would love to see this. I would, I would love it if my kids could share this with me, to be here in this place. And wow, if I could just bring my staff to be in this spot, what a blessing that would be for them. If I could only bring all of Chapel of the Cross, all the members here, to be here in this place, to be here in Bethlehem. But then I thought, you know, as nice as that would be for them to come here, they don't have to because Jesus has already come to them. Yes, Jesus was born in that stable in the town of Bethlehem in the Middle Eastern nation of Israel. But more importantly, Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us, not just for one time in one place. He was born in a stable many years ago, but he is born in our hearts today by faith. In fact, we've got a little prayer that we pray in that Christmas carol, a little town of Bethlehem, remember? O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. That is our prayer, is it not? On this Christmas day. And when we pray that prayer, When we invite him, he comes. He comes to be with us. He comes to bless us. He comes to forgive us. Because the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Page nine in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand for the Christmas prayer. We pray. We gather on this holy day, O Lord, thankful for the gift of salvation that you have given to us. We celebrate the birth of the Christ child as the one who brings an end to hostilities between God and man and heals the division that sin creates. Grant us to rejoice daily in the forgiveness you declare. Father, may we never lose sight of the gift that you gave on that first Christmas day. Lord, we pray this day for your healing touch be given to Doris Eggers, Fred Fanson, Ken Inman, and Nancy Sabota as she has surgery this upcoming week. We also pray that you give the gift of your comfort to the family and loved ones of Anna Scott, who died in the Lord this past Monday, and to Ann Meyer and her family upon the death of her cousin Keith, who died in the Lord earlier this morning. In the midst of sickness and pain, in the midst of our haste and busyness, enable our strife to be still with the peace that only Jesus gives. Lord Jesus, you are the incarnate gift of God to each and every one of us. You have blessed us to be the church in the midst of our communities and culture. Through your word and sacraments, heal the divisions that exist among us that we may be one people, confessing one Lord, one faith, in one baptism. Father, you sent your Son into this world to accomplish salvation of our souls and to restore our broken relationship with you. Through the blood of Christ on the cross, health and healing, life and salvation, consolation and peace are ours. May we be firmly grounded in your generous gifts that preserve life temporally and eternally. We pray in the name of our Savior, Christ the Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and singing. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ in the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples and he said, Take eat. this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying, Drink of it all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you Almighty God that we have seen your salvation in our Savior born on this day and in his body and blood given and shed for us for the forgiveness of sin. We implore you that of your infinite love mercy and forgiveness you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing carol together, Joy to the World.